This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Amen. Well, this month is eternal momentum. And I want to show you a quick 30-second video. And I want you to kind of visualize when you look at this video that you're the train that you're about to see. Do you have that video ready for us? If you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right. They will. About a mile after they hit you. Stop. Trains can't. Hallelujah. Well, you're not the car, thank God. I want to help you today. I believe God wants to help us in momentum. And the reason why the train can't stop is because of momentum. And I have a definition for you for for momentum. It should be up on the board or up on our screen. Can you put that up there for us? The word momentum, it means the strength that something has when it is moving The force that allows something to continue or grow faster or stronger as time passes. So we need momentum this year. But there are things that you and I must do. This doesn't happen automatically. But God wants us to operate in this momentum. So when you're operating, you can pretend that that car could be the devil It could be your circumstances, it could be tests, it could be trials, and when they get in your way because of your momentum, you will go right through the obstacles of life. You can't stop once you have that momentum. That's why trains, they cannot stop because of the force, because of the energy that they generate after a period of time. So I believe the Holy Spirit's going to help us with momentum today. Will that be okay? Turn to Proverbs chapter 4. This is our daily reading today. Proverbs chapter 4. How many of you did your daily reading today? One of you. Anybody else? No, two of you. Come on, let me see your hands. You did your daily reading? Okay, a few of you did. Well, you're going to get a little bit of it today. Is that okay? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5. It says, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Now I want to focus in here on verse 6, 7, and 8. It says, forsake her not. Why does he call wisdom a woman? Because it's wonderful. (laughs) Proverbs was written to the builder of the family name. In other words, Proverbs was written to young men. Of course, we can all benefit from it, but the wisdom that Solomon was giving young men and all of us is we need to keep our eyes on the right thing. Thank you for all your amens. Look what he says. He said, forsake her not, and she shall preserve you. Love her, and she shall keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, 
and with all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her. So I want to ask you today, what are you exalting? What are you lifting up in your life? Exalt her, and she shall promote you. Where does promotion come from? It's part of the daily reading in Psalm 75. Promotion doesn't come from the east, doesn't come from the west, doesn't come from the south. Where does it come? It comes from God or comes from the north. So he said, exalt her and she shall promote you. She'll bring you to honor when you do embrace her. So this is good counsel for all of us, but especially, you know, he's saying, you know, young men, don't fall in love with a woman first. Fall in love with the word. See, wisdom is Jesus. Wisdom is the word. And as you love, embrace, and exalt the word. Think about that. What are you loving? What are you exalting? What are you embracing? Because if you love, embrace, and exalt the word, the wisdom of God, or Jesus, the word will honor you. The word will promote you. The word will guard you and protect you. You know, Pastor Taz was teaching us last week about what we're looking at, what we're listening to. We're about to look at this today, about how we can get into this momentum and we can continue this momentum so we're building up speed and building up speed as we go. When the enemy gets in front of us, you'll be able to run him right over. So what are we exalting? What are we promoting? First and foremost, it needs to be the word. He says wisdom is the principal thing. The word principal means first fruits. Have you ever thought about that? Wisdom or Jesus is the first fruits of God. Wisdom is the first fruits. So God wants you to know he gave his first fruits. He gave his best. He wants you to give him your best. So I want to ask you again, what are you exalting? Did you, can you put that point on there for us, that first point? It should say, take care of wisdom, and she'll take care of you. So what are you taking care of? See, he wants you to understand that wisdom, now get this, guys, wisdom is just like a woman. If you take care of her, men, she'll take care of you. If you exalt your wife, she will exalt you. If you honor your wife, she will honor you. But here is the thing about wisdom and a woman. If you don't take care of her, when you need her, she will not be there for you. I mean, it is the truth. Men, if you'll take care of your wife, if you will honor her and exalt her, she'll always be there for you. But if you, listen to me, if you neglect the word, if you're not promoting and exalting the word, there's going to come a time that you're going to need the word and the word won't be there for you. 
You can read that in Proverbs chapter 1. I want wisdom to be there for me whenever I need it, and I want my wife to be there whenever I need her. But you reap what you sow. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. So men, in the good times, you better be sowing some good seed. Hallelujah. That is if you want your wives to be there for you when you need them. We need to take care of them now. The ladies are liking this, but the men, I don't know. <laughs> so this word principle means first fruits. It also means first in place, first in time, first in order, first in rank. In other words, what are we putting first in our life? And I, I've been sharing this in the, uh, in the leadership. Um, when you wake up in the morning, if this is the first thing you're looking at, in the morning, you are missing God. What is the first thing as soon as you wake up? Is it going to your phone? This can be a great blessing. This also can be a great cursing and a major distraction. I love the benefits of this, but this thing has a voice. As soon as you start praying, it says, pick me up. As soon as you start reading the Bible, it says, I have something to say to you. Well, I would advise you have this in another room when you're doing your devotions. Amen. 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 Don't shout me down, but it's true. So I just want you to get this. As we love, embrace, and exalt the word, the word will always be there for you. The word will promote you. You don't have to be concerned about man promoting you. You take care of God's business, he'll always take care of your business. You put him first, he'll put you first. We don't have to get around people and try to, you know, get promoted. You stay faithful to God, he'll be faithful to you. And he will promote you. God is your promoter. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I want you to jump down to verse 18 of Proverbs 4. It says, the path of the just, here's momentum, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. So what's going on in your life? My light is getting brighter. I'm going from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to to faith. This ought to be your confession. People say, how, how are things going? Things are getting brighter and brighter. How's it going in Zimbabwe? It's getting brighter and brighter. How's the economy? It's getting brighter and brighter. How are things going on the roads? It's getting brighter and brighter. We need to stop speaking what we see and start speaking what we believe. Stop talking about your situation and start talking to your situation. Hallelujah. My path, I don't know about you, but my path is getting brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. I'm going from glory to glory. Praise the Lord. Now I want you to look at this. Here's, here's some advice for us in verse 20. He said, my son, and this word son means builder of the family name. My son, attend to my words. That means just put first things first. Somebody invites you to go somewhere, you say, well, I have something I need to attend to first. So what do you need to attend to? Look what he says. He says, my son, attend to my words. 
Hallelujah. This needs to be first. Incline your ear to my sayings. So what are you listening to? Look at your neighbor and say, what are you listening to? See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So are we going to be listening today or is your mind somewhere else while we're having this service? Because if you listen, faith is going to come. And I believe you're going to be inspired. My heart is, I know you're hungry for God, but I, my heart is, is the Holy Spirit's going to make you hungrier than ever before after this service. You're going to have an, an, a, a crazy hunger for the things of God. So he says, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not depart from your eyes. You become what you behold. So what are you looking at? Keep them in the midst of your heart. Look what happens if you'll do this simple, these simple instructions. For they are life to those that find them and medicine to all their flesh. And this is our next point. I want you to get this. It's going to say God's word is medicine to how much of your flesh? I want to tell you just a quick story. Um, I had some symptoms come on me, some, some sickness symptoms. Uh, not too long ago, I went to the doctor, and he gave me this medicine. He says, you take this medicine, and uh, it'll help you feel better. So I got home, put the medicine right next to the bed, and I went to bed, got up the next morning. I still felt terrible. All day long, I didn't feel any better. So I went to bed the next night, woke up the next morning, still felt terrible. So I called the doctor. I said, doctor, what is going on? This medicine is not working. And the doctor just said, David, are, are you taking it as it is prescribed? You mean I'm supposed to take it? See, we think just because we carry this big Bible around, or it's in your car, or on your nightstand, or in your lounge, and it's going to help you. This devil's not afraid of this. The devil's afraid is when this gets in here, and it comes out of your mouth. But you must take it, if you want the word to become medicine, deliverance, victory, peace, joy, and everything else that you desire, then you have to take it as it is prescribed. How did he say? Attend to my words. In other words, this needs to be first. Incline your ear to my sayings. Keep listening. Let them not depart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Then he says it will become life. So it's pretty simple, but I want to ask you, are you taking it as it is prescribed? Are you, just, are you just taking it on Sundays? Are you, are you getting your dose? This is medicine that you cannot OD on. You can get all you want of this. It will, it, the only thing, it's all, all the side effects are positive. The more you get it, of this in you, the more joy you're going to have. 
the more peace you're going to have, the more revelation you're going to have, the more strength you're going to have. So you can't OD on this kind of medicine. This is good for you. No negative side effects. <laughs> but he says something else here. I want you to look at verse 23. He says, keep your heart with all diligence. One translation says, above everything else, you have to guard your heart. Because he says, out of it, out of your heart or your spirit are the issues of life. Where is the life of God? It's in your spirit. And he says you have to guide these things. So I want you to ask you these, these three questions as you guard your spirit. What's coming out of your mouth? Look at your neighbor and say, what are you talking about? What are you looking at? And where are your feet taking you on Friday and Saturday nights? Come on now, where are your feet taking you Friday night? Because I want you to see this. He says, this is how you guard your heart. Look what it says in verse 24. Put away from you a froward mouth and perverse lips. You know, part of perverse lips is talking about leadership. I got one amen. Did you do the daily reading in, uh, in Numbers 16? Did you see what happened to Korah? Come on, what happened to Korah when he came against leadership? The earth opened up. No more Korah. Do you want the earth to open you up or open up and pfft. So part of perverse lips, we have to be careful. You cannot talk about every thought that comes to your mind. That's why the Bible says we need to renew our mind to the word of God. I've learned this. What you think about is what you believe, and what you believe is going to come out of your mouth. Did you hear me? What, what's going on in your mind is what you're going to believe, and what you believe is going to come out of your mouth. Amen. That's why the Bible says right thinking. In Romans 14, the kingdom of God is righteousness, what else? Peace and joy. Well, Pastor Tom defined righteousness for us as right thinking. You want peace and joy? you got to think right. In other words, if you don't have any peace right now, if you don't have any joy, you've been thinking wrong. So what do we need to do? We need to get into the word and renew our mind to the word of God. Right thinking always produces peace. It always produces joy. Wrong thinking produces fear, doubt, unbelief. Amen. So it says, put away from your forward mouth and perverse lips put far from you. Let your eyes look right on and your eyelids look straight before you. He tells us exactly, if we want the word of God to become life, we want the word to become medicine to all our flesh, you can't just talk any way that you want to talk. And you can't just look at anything you want to look at. Did you know your eyes are the doorway to your spirit? And we can open the door 
to wrong things by what we're looking at. That's why there are times you need to turn your head when something is in front of you that you ought not to be looking at. Think about that. What are your eyes? They're actually the window or the doorway into your spirit. So that's why it's so important. If you want things to work for you, you want to keep this momentum going, there are things that we have to do. Why has your train stopped? Look at your neighbor and say, why has your train stopped? Because we're possibly looking at the wrong things. We're talking about the wrong things. And then the last one he talks about is your feet. He says in verse 26, ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways. How many of your ways? Let all of your ways be established. So again, I just want you to just ask yourself the question, where are your feet taking you? What are your eyes looking at? I mean, these are all really good questions we just need to ask ourselves. Instead of pointing our finger at everybody else, I wish we could bring a tape recorder and carry it with us throughout the day so we can see what we've been talking about. Amen. If you can't say amen, say oh me. Hallelujah. It's really important. We're talking about how, this is how you guard your heart. He says, you need to understand, you have an, a, 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 an amazing treasure on the inside of you, but you have to protect it. You have to guard it with everything that you have. Guard the life of God. Guard the presence of God on the, on the inside of us. That means my eyes can't just be wandered. Remember, this was written to, to, to young men. saying, I, your eyes ought not to be wandered. Your eyes need to be fixed on the word of God. Your mind needs to be fixed on the word of God. Hallelujah. Their life and medicine to everybody's, all of our flesh, all of our, he said all your flesh. The word of God can actually become medicine to every part of our being if we do these simple steps. Amen. Turn to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. And I'm going to do a little illustration for you. I shared this in staff devotions last week. How many of you were in staff devotions? They're good. There wasn't very many, so this will be new for you. All right. Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, I'm going to read this to you from the King James. Then they're, they're going to put the message translation or the message Bible, verse 28. It says, have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. Now I want you to, is that the message Bible? And look what it says. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? In other words, what he's about to say is really, really important. So in other words, if you don't know anything at all, you need to know what he's about to say. He said, don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out. He doesn't pause to catch his breath. He knows everything inside and out. You know what the Lord has been training me is learning to live from the inside out. 
The reason why we become tired and we become weary in well-doing is because we're living from the outside in. In other words, we're living in our own strength. God never created you to live in your own strength. He created you to live in his strength. He wants you to know the one that lives on the inside of you never needs a holiday. He never needs a break. He never has to sit down and just go, I'm tired. No, the one that lives on the inside of you never becomes weary. And he wants you and I to learn to draw from his strength. I'm about to show you how to do that. Will that be okay? So we need to learn to live from his strength and not our own. Verse 29, it says, he gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. The word power means strength and ability. And the word strength means powerfulness. So God is offering to you powerfulness, ability, and strength. Is anybody interested? Are you interested in some ability, the ability of God? Are you interested in the strength of God? How about God's powerfulness? Because he gives power to those that are weary. And those that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth. How many youth are in here? You know what it says about you youth? It says you're going to faint and be weary. That is if you're operating in your own strength. He says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. How many young men in here? Some of you are lying. (laughs) How many young men are in here? It says you young men are going to fall if you don't do something that he wants you to see. And this is verse 31, it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall change their strength. I want you to put that word wait up there for us on one of our points. I might come down there so I can... Do they have it up there? The word wait, now I think the NIV says hope. But if you look up the word hope, it actually means to wait. Now I want to ask you a question. What does it mean? What does it mean to wait on God? Does it just sit there like this? You're just in your prayer time? Just Is that what it means to wait? No, when you go to a restaurant and somebody is waiting on you, what are they doing? They're serving you or they're ministering to you. They're filling your glasses. They're serving you food. So the the word wait here actually means to, you know, to to minister to the Lord. To minister to the Lord. But there's a great benefit, and I've learned this here, on ministering to the Lord. It means to bind together by twisting. So I was a children's minister for many, many years, and I always had something in my hand because uh, you can't keep children's attention very long, and sometimes you can't keep adults' attention very long either. 
And I've learned this too, that, you know, adults, you're just kids in big bodies anyway. Is that right? So I want you to pretend with me that, uh, can you pretend? Will they be okay? All right, this side is God, and this side is you, okay? So they that wait upon the Lord shall change. And again, the word wait means to bind together by twisting. So I, want, I just pray that this is imprinted on the inside of your spirit every time you do your daily reading, every time you pray, every time you spend time in the presence of God. This is what happens when you wait upon the Lord. You bind together with God by twisting. That's why it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall change. See, you can, look, you, know, you can look these words up. If God puts a scripture, a verse of scripture on your heart, I want to encourage you to study it. We have so much um, resources available today. And I just looked up the word wait. And it, one of the definitions is bind together by twisting. So you think about this is why the weak can say, I am strong. Because every time I'm praying in the spirit, I'm ministering to the Lord, I'm actually partaking of his strength. I'm just saying this, Lord, Take my weakness, I'll take your strength. Take my financial lack, and I'll take your provision. Take my sickness, I'll take your healing. So this is what it talks about. This is why he wanted to say, are you listening? Do you know anything? If you want to maintain the momentum, and this, this month is eternal momentum. You want to maintain that momentum, you're going to have to do this. Would you like to do this once a month? Once a week? Or how about every day? I mean, you can actually partake and bind together with God every day. So think about, you know, you're, you're doing the daily reading. And I, I visualize this now every time I'm reading the Bible. Every time I'm meditating, I begin to visualize I'm becoming one with God. Everything that he has, I have. I'm partaking of his peace, his strength, his ability, his wisdom. Hallelujah. I just want you to close your eyes right now. Father, I thank you. Just lift up your hands. Holy Spirit's moving in this place right now. You're receiving strength. Say, Father, thank you. Right now, I'm exchanging my weakness for your strength. If you need healing, just say, I'm exchanging right now my sickness for your healing. Thank you, Father for your peace right now, which passeth all understanding. Thank you for your amazing grace in this place. There's no distance in prayer you can receive right where you are. His wisdom, his revelation. And something else it says, it says they will mount up with wings as eagles, they will run. You're going to run from now on and you're not going to be weary. You're going to walk and not feel like passing out. It says you will mount up with wings 
as eagles. And I just did a quick study on eagles because I was just interested. And eagles, there's, there's no bird like an eagle. And you can, you can look at me or you can just keep just receiving. But there's no bird on the planet like an eagle. When storms come, that's good. When storms come, what birds do is they scatter. They go into bushes, they go into trees, they hide. There's only one bird that does not avoid a storm, and it's an eagle. And what an eagle does, and this just amazed me when I read this, what an eagle does is when an eagle, when a, 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 a large storm comes, an eagle flies right into the storm. It has no fear. It'll, it doesn't matter how severe the storm is, the eagles will fly directly into a storm, and it uses the storm to its advantage. What happens is, is when it flies into a storm, the winds in the storm begin to propel the eagle straight up. And when the eagle goes straight up, it goes and it actually flies above the storm. See, that's where God wants you to live. He wants you and I to learn to live above the storms of life. That's, that's where he created you, to live above them. Not in the middle of them, live above them. And, but the only way that you and I can live above the storms is partaking of what God has every single day. Partaking of his strength. Now it's your choice not God's. It's your choice. Do you want to partake of that every day? His peace, which passeth all understanding. I begin to visualize being that eagle when storms come and not being intimidated by any storm. I want to encourage you, don't be intimidated by any storm. Use the storm or the tests and trials to your advantage. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. No, you're not going crazy. You have a sound mind. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. He's given you a spirit of power. That means strength and ability. The spirit of power lives on the inside of you. The spirit of love. Hallelujah. I want you to just think about that. Say that. Say, I have a spirit of power. Say it like you mean it. I have a spirit of power. I have a spirit of love. I have a sound mind. I am not going crazy. My mind is sharp. My mind is quick. In Jesus' name. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Say, I'm strong. Say, I'm strong. I'm healthy. I have no fear. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So close your eyes. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. When you lift up your hands, it's just kind of like surrendering. Say, Lord, I'm just giving you everything. I give you my heart. 
give you my life. I just receive right now. I receive your peace. I receive your strength. I love the peace of God because you can't even describe it. Receive that peace right now. Those of you that need healing, just reach up by faith and take it. I take, see, I take it. I'm healed. In the name of Jesus. You need wisdom? Just take it right now. You need your breakthrough? Just take it right now. Say, it's mine. It's mine. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.